Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's get back to You Better You Bet. Presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. You better you bet right here on the BetQL Network. Appreciate all you guys listening on twitch.tv slash BetQL or on YouTube on Odyssey Sports. PJ Glasser, Rob Brown filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on this Monday. All right, Rob, we've gone through about five of the week zero games so far in college football. We got a couple left, including the Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams and number six USC in action in their opener against San Jose State. And Rob, unfortunately, this is the last year of the Pac-12. We know that a bunch of these schools are moving on to the Big Ten, Big 12. And, you know, for people that are wondering why that might happen, here's a good indication for you. Caleb Williams and USC at 8 o'clock Eastern time on Saturday will be buried on the Pac-12 network, while New Mexico State and UMass will be on ESPN in prime time at 7 o'clock. I mean, what what are we doing? Caleb Williams, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. I, I mean, 97% of people won't be able to watch him. Oh, there you go, Rob. What are you holding up? Dollar sign? Yeah. The number one reason that any of this is happening. I mean, listen, I... I don't, I don't mean to rain on anybody's parade. For those of you not watching the stream, I have brought down the official Rob Telecaster of every show that I do, and it's just a big dollar sign on it. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm in sports talk radio, PJ. I have been for about 15 years of my life now. And uh, if there's one person who can take a topic that should take you three minutes to get through and turn it into three hours, uh, it's me, and I'm very good at it. That being said, there's only one reason any of this is happening, y'all. It's just money that's it the only thing the only reason if you want to know why any schools are moving any conferences are 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 asking or sending out any invites any any reason this is happening it all comes down to money usc is gonna make more money in the big 10 so is ucla oregon and uh, arizona arizona state colorado utah washington they're all going to make more money in the big 12 why are clemson and florida state mashing the eject button on the acc it's because they can get more money in either the big 12 the sec or the big 10 as well it all comes down to the dollar sign and listen what you just said is exactly correct this game is buried on the Pac-12 network, I live in Eastern time, which means this game starts at, I think, 4 o'clock in the morning for me, at least it feels like, and that sucks. 
they're not moving because of TV times or network cut. They're moving because the media rights deals that they're going to have in the Big Ten pay them more than they do in the Pac-12. And that's just all there is to it, ladies and gentlemen. So be mad about the loss of tradition and the pageantry and the geography and the rivalries and all that. Unless you're going to cut a check for more than the Big Ten will cut a check for, it doesn't matter what you think. Yeah, th- th- this is true. As for the uh, as for the game, Rob, USC and San Jose State, would you take – I think a lot of people are going to like the over in this game, 64-and-a-half. They're probably going to like a USC team total over. Is that the way you would kind of think about betting this game is, is taking some kind of over, whether it be full game or USC, or are you staying away from this one? I, you know, initially I was I was going to stay away from this, but the more we get, the, and the closer we get to the season, the more I've convinced myself that this is really the year the Lincoln-Riley effect kicks in, right? Like this is less about Caleb Williams to me and more about Lincoln-Riley and what Lincoln-Riley can do and the fact that Lincoln Riley is a fine college football coach. And there's a reason SC, like I saw when the AP rankings dropped and a lot of people were calling my show and going, how the hell is USC ranked that high? The answer is Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams as a power duo. That's a Batman and Robin that you don't want to mess with right now. So uh, I actually am going to go all three. I'm going to go the game over. I'm going to go the team over for SC uh, and I'm going to go with SC on the, uh, well, in baseball, we call it the run line. But to lay the points for uh, to lay the points for this one, I really do think this is the year that USC kind of announces themselves back onto the stage of relevance, the island of relevancy. Uh, I think that they are going to, because of Lincoln Riley, having now a year to develop this offense, to get his guys in there, to go grab some guys to fit his system. And oh, by the way, the recruiting went pretty daggum well for Lincoln Riley. So there are some spots where he's going to have some real good true freshmen in his offense. I think the Trojans announced themselves as back this year, and I think they do it right out of the gate in week zero. You know, USC, it's crazy to think about, Rob, but I think their offense almost might be better this year than it was last year, and that's saying something considering they lost Jordan Addison. But like you said, they're bringing in a bunch of guys in the portal, and who wouldn't want to play with Caleb Williams, and who wouldn't want to play in Southern California and play for Lincoln Riley if you're an offensive player? Defensively, though, I just I can't get there. And again, they're going back into the portal and they're trying to make it work with all these transfers. And I just I, I don't think it's going to work with them. USC's kryptonite is when they play teams like Utah or teams like Oregon State, when they can punch them in the mouth, run the football, have good defense, can control the game. And that's where they struggle. And ultimately, I think that's what their downfall is going to be. And Rob, we could start talking about conference futures, and I think the Pac-12 is the most fascinating of all five of the power conferences this year just because of how many different options you have for teams to win the league. You know, obviously USC is the favorite at plus 200. People are going to like them. Oregon and Washington right behind them at plus 325. Utah plus 500. Oregon State 10 to 1. UCLA 14 to 1. I was on with Nick and Ken last week. I told them I really like Oregon State at 10 to 1. I like how the Beavers' schedule sets up for them. I like the fact that Utah's at home, that UCLA's at home, Washington's at home. They avoid USC. They have to play Oregon and Eugene at the end of the year. But the Civil War is a rivalry game, and they played them well last year. Bo Nick struggled against them in the second half. So I like the Beavers. I love what Jonathan Smith's building. And. You know, DJ Uyunglele, I'm not the biggest fan, 
I'm betting on the upside a little bit, but I like the Beavers. Utah, you know, it's crazy. When we talk about this division and this conference, nobody will give Utah their flowers and the fact they've won the the conference two years in a row. Like, it's it's kind of incredible to think about, but there they are again at plus 500. I know a bunch of people like Washington this year with Penix back and all the weapons at receiver, and their defense should be good. Um, And then you have USC as the favorites in Oregon right there as well. I like Oregon State this year, Rob. That's my team. USC's schedule down the stretch is just an absolute gauntlet week after week after week is one good team after another. So I think they're going to trip up. I think they're going to lose a couple games. I'm out on them. Your thoughts on uh, USC in the Pac-12 and who you like to win the conference? I'll tell you what, I actually don't love USC as the bet to win the conference. I think they're going to announce themselves. I just don't think that they take home the conference, and I think it's for two reasons. Number one, the men, the one you mentioned, Utah, Cal, Washington, Oregon, and UCLA. And, oh, by the way, that game against Oregon uh, and that game against Cal are both on the road. Number two, USC waves goodbye to the Pac-12 at the end of this year. And while most of the teams we're talking about are also waving goodbye uh, at the end of this year, Uh, The ones that won't like Cal, they would love to flip a bird to USC as they leave for the Big Ten and take them out of conference consideration for sure. Uh, But let's be real. Washington is going to want to grab that Pac-12 banner on the way out the door, just like USC. Oregon is going to want to grab that Pac-12 banner on the way out the door, just like USC. UCLA is going to want to grab that conference banner as well. So, You are correct. I don't love the back end of the schedule, including, by the way, a Utah Utes team that has really put the screws to USC the last couple of years. I still think USC is going to be better. I would also caution you with Oregon State. I have, uh, I've been up close and personal with DJ Uyunglele a couple of times, obviously his transferring up from Clemson. Uh, DJ Uyunglele, I hope, I really do. I hope this transfer and his his departure from Clemson and his move up to Oregon State, I hope it's the slice of humble pie that he needed, right? And, and real quick, I won't go through the whole thing, but when he showed up at Clemson and you look back at the list of great quarterbacks that have come through there, right? Trevor Lawrence, Kelly Bryant, Deshaun Watson, Taj Boyd, et cetera. I think DJ kind of got convinced that like, oh, I'm just the next big thing, right? Like it's just been good quarterback after good quarterback after good quarterback. And now I'm here. I'm the next one. And he had his dad out there, Big Dave, building this brand for him before he clicked the the chin strap for the first time. This is humble pie for DJ Uyunglele. And I really hope that it works for him. That being said, it's a new team. It's a new program. It's a new head coach. It's a new offensive coordinator. It is a lot to take in and then expect him to go toe-to-toe with some other established quarterbacks in this conference like... Mr. Penix over there at Washington. I like the Huskies this year. I think they're slept on. I think they've got a ton of talent. I think Penix is probably the single most established quarterback in this conference now. And I think they're going to be fast defensively, which I think you have to be to win the Pac-12. So at plus 325, you get a little bit better number than Oregon. Uh, I really like Utah. But Utah's on the map now, right? Like, Utah can't sneak up on anybody. Now, if Utah beats Florida by 30 in week four or five, whatever it is, then I think maybe I kind of start looking and go, maybe I put a secondary bet to hedge a little bit there. But I really like Washington as a potential future. 
You know, and I know a lot of people that do like Washington, and I'm with you on Penix, and, and he's really, really good. I just the schedule, Rob, with Washington. They're at USC. They're at Oregon State. I mean, that's tough. They obviously play Oregon, and they play Utah as well. You know, they play pretty much all the best teams in the Pac-12 outside of UCLA. So the schedule for me is just the the thing that makes me go back and forth on them. Um but, I mean, the talent is certainly there. They might be the most talented team in the entire conference. And then Utah, like you said, I mean, I, I love Whittingham. I think he's the best coach in that conference. Hopefully Cam Rising is healthy at the start of the season. I, I don't think any team has a tougher non-conference schedule than Utah, though. I mean, they play Florida and Baylor. Like, they don't believe in the cupcake games, man. They are trying to take the Pac-12 on their shoulders and say, all right, we need to play some people in the non-conference. So there's no breaks in that schedule. They play Baylor, Florida at the start. Then they get all their Pac-12 games. They play everybody in the Pac-12, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington. They play them all. So it's just a brutal schedule for for Utah. So I would agree with you. I think it comes down to Washington or Oregon State. I'm going to side with Oregon State. Rob likes the Huskies. Let's talk some SEC, Rob. I can't wait for to see who wins this conference because, look, the SEC East, I mean, we know it's it's Georgia's to lose, and their schedule is a joke, and it's tough to see them really struggling in any game outside of the game against Tennessee. Tennessee's schedule is difficult. They obviously play Bama and Georgia like they do every year. They also have a trip to Kyle Field where they have to play Texas A&M as well. And then the SEC West, Rob, for the first time in a long time, it feels like people are kind of disrespecting Alabama, like they don't like Bama this year. More so, a lot of people are kind of on the LSU train. When you break down the SEC, what do you look at? Are you one of those people that really like LSU this year? Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of things, and I'm going to start with the single most important, and I guarantee the most correct take I have about the Southeastern Conference. Texas A&M is a cult, and we should all be calling them out on being a cult because Texas A&M is a cult, all right? Stop playing army dress-up. Your farmers at best. Let the girls be cheerleaders too, you weirdos. Texas A&M's a cult. Now, all of that being said, uh, yes, I am high on LSU. In fact, literally today on my radio show, since it is week zero and it's time to talk college football, uh, I gave my Power 5 Conference champions for the entire season, and I am going dark horse here. I'm going with LSU to win wow. the Southeastern Conference this year. Now, I think it's very interesting. I think LSU, FSU, and week number one might be the game of the year before we start. There's going to be some good ones. Last year, LSU-Florida State was the game of the year. That includes the playoffs. It was the game of the year. And I think it's got the chance to do the same this year. It is in Orlando. You know who gets to attend that game? Florida, man. So you know it's going to be weird. Can't wait. But uh, I think LSU, offensively, behind Mr. Jaden Daniels, who, by the way, is a dark horse Heisman contender for me, too. I don't I I don't remember where his number. I want to say he's like fifth or sixth longest odds or shortest odds to win that trophy. Keep an eye on that guy. They have put some talent around him. We know Brian Kelly, despite all his family stuff, is not a joke of a head coach. He's a joke of a dude, but he's not a joke as a head coach. And defensively, they are going to be flying around. This is Jaden Daniels nine to one as a Heisman yep. contender. And I like the scratch 
on Jaden Daniels. And here's why. If you watch any, uh, go watch LSU spring game. Last year, basically, as soon as any defender crossed the line of scrimmage, Jaden Daniels took off, right? He started putting all the impetus on his legs. Watch the spring game this year. Jaden Daniels is much more patient. He's standing in the pocket. He's waiting. And then when he runs, he's much more difficult to manage because it's not just as soon as you see him take that first step, everybody can collapse the line. Now you got to sit and wait because he taught himself to throw on the run. On top of that, you mentioned the schedule. Georgia is not going to be battle-tested. And I believe in you've got to be battle-tested in the regular season to be ready for championship season. Georgia's got one game. It's on the road at Tennessee. And outside of that, they're not battle-tested. LSU will be. Tigers surprise upset. All right, Rob likes LSU in the SEC. I will tell you who I like on the other side of the break. You better you bet. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.